Hello and welcome to the GTLA Lakers 818 podcast. It's Tuesday, July 3rd, 2018. What's up, y'all? A lot of new Laker fans around. A lot of new Laker fans coming around. Let's go, Lakers. Let's go. We are recording in Chatsworth, California, city where LeBron's son will be going to high school, Sierra Canyon High School, where we, just two years ago, were often going to uh, watch games there because Marvin Bagley, this year's number two overall pick to Sacramento, was going to high school there. And so this means that none other than the king himself, LeBron James, has taken his talents to LA. The eagle has landed. Wow, huge news. This is going to be the focus of our podcast. Last podcast was the Lakers pre-agency podcast. Today, we are doing the Lakers free agency podcast because there's been a lot of wild things that have happened LA's since the on last the map, podcast. Baby. LA's on the map now. All of a sudden, we have LeBron James. We got Rajon Rondo. We got JaVale McGee. We got Lance Stevenson. Boogie's on the Warriors. Julius Randle's on the Pelicans. And... It's just a we different day. Still got Ingram. We still got Kuzma. We still got Lonzo. Yeah. Still got Josh Hart. Yeah. So, um, if 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 anyone's new here listening, because we got a lot of new followers and fans on the on the page. If you're not following, follow us on Instagram at GTLA Lakers eight one eight. And if you are new from the page and this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. Uh, it's a new era. I know a lot of you are either new Laker fans or, you know, coming out the woodworks now that LeBron's here and it's exciting again. Either way, you're welcome. Um, welcome, welcome. We basically do a, a once a week podcast. In the summer, we do it a little less um, just because there's not too much wild going on. But right now, June, July, free agency, the NBA draft, it's just crazy. So we got we to gotta, we gotta pod this. We got to pod this. Um basically today what we're going to do is just tell the story of free agency i mean what has happened up till now what's happened since the last podcast and it starts with something we're not going to talk about too much but it starts with the nba draft since the last podcast the nba draft happened and you know honestly it's not we'll talk about the end it's not that exciting i don't even know who the players we drafted it just wasn't exciting no lottery picks no leangelo ball as stated plenty of times on this podcast before that would not happen so let's just jump right into uh what's happened since last podcast the first thing and so not now i'm taking still before july 1st you know before you know paul george went to okc before before lebron came the first kind of thing that happened is that we we gave a quali- we gave Julius Randle the qualifying offer, which meant that we basically we 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 asked Randle to come join us for about five and a half million dollars for one more season, and then after that year he could become an unrestricted free agent. What I didn't know is that after you give him that qualifying offer, it seemed like he couldn't just accept it. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if he could accept that or if it still meant you have to wait to see if any teams give him an offer. But that was the first kind of 
thing that happened. Um, and then after that, uh, a lot of reports started coming out about the Lakers. Like two days before uh, July 1st, the free agency period, news came out that in order for the Lakers to land LeBron, we got to get Kawhi. It came out that LeBron texted Durant to come to the Lakers. It came out that Paul George was doing a three-part series on ESPN about his decision. It came out that Paul George opted out of his contract. It came out that LeBron didn't opt into his contract with Cleveland. And then the last final news story that happened before all the signings was that the Lakers were racing to get Kawhi Leonard and were offering, as part of the deal, Brandon Ingram and a first-round pick. Um, I think Josh Hart, too. Yeah, so what, what was your feelings like before, uh, you know, during this time when all that news came out before anyone signed? You know, I was just, uh, before anyone signed, well, f- the first thing I heard was, from what I recall, was Paul George. Uh, I really thought in his, you know, three-part series after watching the two parts, I really thought he was going to sign with the Lakers. I mean, no one makes a big, huge three-part series to stay with the team that they're with. You know what I mean? Uh and I mean, for since last year, I think everyone thought that Paul George was coming to the Lakers, and I was just, I was just really shocked and amazed that he was gonna stick with the um, the Thunder. And once that happened, I was like, oh my god, this is not really happening because I felt like the only way LeBron is gonna come here is, is, you know, he's got to come with someone like a Paul George, and like what would really solidify him coming over here is if Lakers can make the move for Kawhi Leonard which was not happening because from the reports were that the Spurs were being really stubborn and they wanted and they still do they still want a lot uh for Kawhi and I was just like okay chances are slim that LeBron's gonna come here I just didn't think it was gonna happen um and then I was just shocked that on on the first or was it the second I can't remember it was on Sunday like all of a sudden I get this I get this notification from ESPN like LeBron James agrees to a four-year 154 million dollar contract with the Lakers and I was just I was literally jumping up and down I was jumping up and down I do I called you right away I was just like yeah dude this is this is happening it really happened like LeBron is is here without Paul George coming without Kawhi Leonard even being here yet and he's he's on the boat like and I was like Ingram and Kuzma like I was just thinking LeBron is going to be playing with Ingram and Kuzma. Little did I know because, you know, Paul George is not going to be here and Kawhi, we haven't made the trade for Kawhi yet. I'm just thinking of our current team right now. I'm just on a cloud nine right now. I really am. Yeah, no, it was a lot of emotions like from that Thursday to Sunday. Um, Yeah, let's let's go ahead and talk about uh, Paul George and everything. So I, I, like you, pretty much the entire time thought that Paul George was going to come to the Lakers. Uh, yeah, when, when it came out that he was doing the three-part series, I was like, there's no way. I mean, there's no way someone would do... First of all, let me say this. I didn't understand how ESPN even gave him a three-part series because the only player that I've ever seen have even any type of series on their decision is LeBron. Like, I never saw Durant do it. I didn't see Westbrook. I didn't see Harden. I didn't see Anthony Davis. Like, no one's ever gotten some series on ESPN for their decision. I was like, I swear to myself, I was like, there's no way he's going to do this and not come to Lakers. Like, this is the Hollywood thing to do. Like, there's no way. Um, And then that was until actually that Saturday, uh, June 30th, when 
I was, you know, searching online and I saw two things that made me go like, oh my God, he's gonna sign with OKC. The first was, I guess it was like, I don't know if it was his barber or his taxi driver or something, posted oh, yeah, something being like, oh, I just dropped Paul George off, you know, in OKC or something. Uh, he, you know, beware for good news, OKC. And I was like, oh, wow. But then what really made me realize he, was, he wasn't coming to Lakers was then a report that came out just a couple hours later on Saturday that Russell Westbrook was throwing a party for yeah, Paul George that night. And I was like, oh my God, he's going to OKC because I was like, there's no way, like Russell Westbrook, Paul George wouldn't let a party happen the moment free agency starts while he was in OKC, unless he was gonna sign, like that wasn't gonna happen. So I was like, wow, this guy really did that. I mean, he really, I mean, who, what is ESPN thinking though? I, I didn't. I don't understand why they, why would, who cares about Oklahoma? I mean, go ahead, go back, but like, no one cares. Like, I think the third episode just dropped today. And like, I haven't, it's not just that he didn't come to us or I'm bitter or anything. It's just like, dude, no one, like, you're not even a top 10 player, A. B, Oklahoma is such a small market and franchise. I don't even want to ever go to Oklahoma. I hope I never go there. I think, I think ESPN just did it because they knew that they would have viewers, Los Angeles population viewing that this uh this three-part series mm -hmm. yeah i think that's gonna you know kick up their ratings but yeah no it's shocking that you know he's sticking with okc it really is yeah so and then yeah he signed a four-year 137 million dollar contract he didn't even we didn't even get a meeting with paul george which look there i don't know there's some something happened somewhere along the lines you know my and my belief is that Paul George is planning to come to the Lakers all this time. But then the moment, like a month or whatever it was ago, that Kawhi came out and publicly said he wanted to come to the Lakers, that Paul George started feeling a type of way. It became clear that the Lakers were pursuing Kawhi and LeBron first and foremost, and he was like kind of like the third wheel. Probably got, his, probably got in his feelings about it and was probably like, yeah, whatever, I'll just... I guess I'm not gonna do this. Um, that's my, I don't know. That's my little conspiracy thought about it. Um, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's just kind of what I think. Um, small, funny tidbit. Yeah, about the party that I read, they brought Nas to the party and Nas like performed. And apparently someone reported that there wasn't a single person in the crowd that knew who Nas was or like had any clue what songs he was. And I was like, yeah, no ish. This is Oklahoma. Like these fools don't know who Nas is. Are you kidding me? Like, Seriously, like <laughs> you might as well have brought out Bon Jovi or I don't know, who, uh, Aerosmith or something like that would have been better for Oklahoma. I know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry OKC Nas, fans like, if there are any listeners, yeah, this, but <laughs> it was probably, probably in that moment too, Paul, just like, Paul George was probably like, damn, I made a mistake. Like staying here <laughs> um so yeah and we we didn't get any meeting a lot of laker fans like i was reading comments or feeling felt the type of way about that because i mean it almost seemed like paul george was like i mean he had made it clear it's i mean he made it clear that he he wanted to be a laker and like we didn't even get a meeting it was kind of like a slap in the face i thought he was i thought he was the most i thought he was the guaranteed piece out of lebron Kawhi and him i thought he was like the number one okay he's gonna be coming for sure and then the other two guys would follow suit but apparently that wasn't the case yeah no i i agree i thought if uh, yeah i completely agree actually um 
What a spot, Paul George. Um, oh yeah. So then he came out today, I guess, as part of his, whatever. I saw some quotes today. He came out and was like, "Oh, I wanted to be a Laker last year, but they didn't trade for me." Dude, really? I, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah. No, he came out and said like it was part of the third episode. I didn't see that episode, but I saw a post on Instagram like the quote. He was like, "Yeah, like, oh, I wanted to be a Laker a year ago." But they didn't grab me or something. They didn't trade for me. I'm like, look. In responses, I have to say, first of all, you know, just because we didn't trade for you doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you have to start feeling a type of way. Like, I mean, if you want to sign, sign. If you don't, it's fine. But don't cry. Don't talk about what happened a year ago. Yes, I understand. It's a business. Like, you know what I mean. You can't yeah. get your feelings and your emotions all mixed in it. Like, yeah. And second thing is like he's saying, oh, they didn't trade for me. But do you realize, Mr. George, that? you're you get paid max dollars however you're not a superstar so it'd be dumb for the lakers to trade for you because we'd be giving off good assets that we would need when you came like in order to trade for you we'd have to trade some young guy some of our young guys and then when you came our team would just not be that good like you're not that good you're not good enough for us to release you know we, we we if anything we were doing you a favor by not trading for you we we're gonna keep all our young core in, intact for you to come the year later so whatever it's all he's just bsing he you know he's just he's just saying it to save face you know you're in oklahoma guess what bro you were on a team with mvp russell westbrook last year and got beat in the first round by a rookie by a rookie and not only a rookie but at some point in that series no, it was uh, Ricky Rubio got hurt. Ricky Rubio was so hurt. like it was like t- you you lost to a depleted Jazz team. They haven't been to the playoffs. Well, actually, they went to the playoffs last year, but that was just like a new team. A Donovan Mitchell. They didn't have Gordon Hayward. It was like new set of guys. Um, and then not just that. Like I mean, it's kind of like after that last game, where I think I don't know what Paul George's numbers were, but I think he had like seven turnovers and. He made. He went like one for fourteen or something. That guy like that. could not hit water if he fell I'm out of the I'm kind of glad that, like, dude, you're not here because if you can't perform in the clutch, like, maybe you shouldn't. You don't deserve to be a Laker. Stay in your lane. We're about winning. This is a winning tradition over here. We're not about choking. Like, <laughs> so, and let me tell you this: when OKC comes to Los Angeles, I guarantee you, you're not gonna hear. I don't know. Maybe Dwight Howard get booed more, but. Paul George is going to get booed. He's going to get booed He's going to get booed hard. Oh, yeah. For sure. No, if I think probably for the re- definitely for the next few years, he's going to get booed every time. And you know what's annoying about what I didn't like? In one of those first two episodes, when he was sitting with Dwayne Wade, he said something like, oh, like, you know, I could, I, you know, I want to be a Laker, but, you know, I could see myself doing that at some point later on my career, like, you know, being in Los Angeles. Bro, listen to me. Don't ever try to come back here. Like, it's done. Like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, just like how Dwight Howard, we'll talk about later, was trying to come out to the Lakers. It's not going to happen. Like, hell you no. Br- you burned a bridge when you, not that you didn't come, but the fact you didn't give us a meeting, you didn't even meet with Magic and whatever. Anyway, so whatever. Paul George, good luck. You know, have fun with Russell Westbrook and losing in the first round and have fun with Carmelo Anthony and, you know. Who? <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to, I do kind of want to, there's something I want to talk about here, a cautionary tale though, regarding this Paul George and Kawhi Leonard thing. I feel like this is something a lot of Laker fans aren't thinking about, but it applies to the current situation with Kawhi. Think about Laker fans, you know, for for everyone who's completely on board with do not trade for Kawhi right now, think about how just a year ago, 
you said the exact same thing about Paul George and how we did not get him right now. Like how a year later, he did not come. Cautionary tale. Everyone's like, oh, Kawhi's gonna come next year. He's gonna come next year. You just never know what can happen. And that's why people argue for you gotta get the guy now. Now in Paul George's case, he's not even a top 10 player. So I'm not crying. I'm not gonna cry over about it. But Kawhi Leonard is a top five player in the NBA. And arguably it's a situation where you know, we're, we're going to be kicking ourselves in, in the behind next year if this happens to us. This Paul George thing, if it happens to Kawhi. That's all I'm going to say. Just a cautionary tale. I'm not saying trade for Kawhi now. I'm not even saying that. But it's just something it's to think something about. something to watch for, for sure. Yeah, because you just never know what can happen in the year. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on. Um, one Okay, so this was, this was big news, actually. The, other, the last bit of big news before free agency started was that Mr. Lonzo Ball tore his meniscus. This happened the Friday. The Friday, this report came out Friday and free agency started, you know, Saturday night. It was very interesting timing. It came out of nowhere. I don't, I still haven't seen a single report about where he got injured, how he got injured, which is really weird. You usually, you know, like, especially for a high profile person like Lonzo Ball. You know what's funny is mm. that in some of the posts, some of his own like Instagram posts on his page and on his brother's page, I mean he looks pretty like fine. Like he seems like he's walking around normal jeans. Like you know he doesn't feel like there's any pain. It doesn't look like there's any pain. I mean what? It doesn't look like he's getting any type of special treatment or anything like that. It just I mean I don't know personally on you know what happens when you tear your meniscus, what kind of treatment you do need, but it feels like he. It looks like he's like fine mm-hmm. you know but i mean i mean who am i to judge maybe i'm just making a crazy assumption but uh i mean i think you were telling me like you know maybe it was just like a monkey wrench thrown in there by you know his own his own people i think you were telling me like you know just so he's it's harder for him to be moved it's harder <laughs> for him to be traded yeah well if you listen to the last podcast you heard me on my crazy conspiracy theory that lebron would not be on the team with lonzo well, for now, I am incorrect. However, I do still believe that it's very possible Lonzo will get traded uh, before the season starts. But, you know, we'll talk about that later. But, um, uh, yeah, no, there was a lot of funny memes and just people just be like, oh, he he's just saying that so he doesn't get traded, blah, blah, blah. I mean, what I'm curious about, which I didn't hear, is like, was there an MRI? Who did the Lakers do an MRI? You know, I never did. There was just no official confirmation of anything about what, how he got injured and when he got an MRI, you, oh, whenever people get hurt, I always see reports about this stuff. Like, right. no, there's always a background story. Like, yeah, you know, it was during practice, a full contact. You know, something happened. So um, it was just like, okay, now he tore his meniscus. Yeah. Now and and he's out only four to six weeks. Yeah. You know, which he can be back. You know, before training camp starts or whatever it is. But it just sounds kind of weird. Like, yeah. So he is supposed to be. Fishy. He is supposed to be back before training camp, and the meniscus is not a crazy serious injury like it's not the acl or anything actually i'm pretty sure if you remember like how many years ago is that now damn like maybe five six years ago when ron artest like tore something in his knee and then he came back like 10 days later i'm pretty sure that was a meniscus so like it's not yeah so it's not so it has potential for i mean ron artest has like i think it happened crazy with, mental with strength too right was that with andrew bynum uh, something happened. i don't i don't remember that's too far back now yeah um but um but but what i thought was weird was 
was it something where like the Lakers want to leak that? Would the BBB and LeVar wanted to have leaked that? But even if LeVar leaked that, wouldn't the Lakers have to confirm that? But also like it seemed like you know Lonzo his trade value is not even that high. It doesn't seem like I mean as far as with the Spurs they don't even want Lonzo. So like why do you have why would you have to pretend anything about him? I don't know. I'm sure he's look he's hurt. I'm sure he's got to be hurt. Um, but uh, it was just all very interesting. Uh, that meniscus and you know what look just real quick that's three injury three knee injuries in one year that's not a good sign that's, that's probably the reason uh, why Lakers got Rondo and what's also is not a good sign is that it was only about two or three weeks before he tore this meniscus that he was cleared for basketball activities and so now he has no time to pray he ha- he hasn't been he he only had like a three-week window this summer to get better at basketball is what I'm saying <laughs> like to practice that shot and so i'm and i know he's supposed to have a baby soon if he didn't by the way congratulations like we didn't talk about that you just had a baby thank you um yeah we'll talk about that and you can give some fatherly advice to me um <laughs> and so i'm wondering now like damn because like you know even magic said this is the most important summer of your life i feel like this is a just a huge summer for him i gotta see improvement and now i don't know where the time is for him to improve i don't you know but you know i guess we'll see what happens um all right, let's move on from that. Uh, so now let's talk about, let's move on to the next part of the story. LeBron James touched down in an airplane in Van Nuys. The 818. Early Saturday, June 30th. Fun fact, I was born in Van Nuys, uh, and that is in the Valley, the 818. If you didn't figure it out, our podcast is called GTLA Lakers 818 because we are from the 818 the valley so i was super happy to, i was like so prideful i was like wow the name lebron and van nuys are like together right now like this is my birth city like i was born there and lebron is touching down there right now so that was kind of cool and then yeah and then like you said we 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 uh well before before we actually signed LeBron, it did get a little scary um, that Sunday during the day. Dude, Sunday was a weird day for me. I was like, cause sat just the night before he had, he had a meeting with with Philly, right? Well, LeBron's reps had a meeting yeah. with Philly's reps, and that, I remember, yeah, I texted you. I was like, damn, what's happening? Because we just missed Paul George last night, and I was like, oh my god, I thought this was a two horse race, just Lakers and Cleveland. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, Philly got a meeting. I was like, oh my god. And then what really scared me was that. There were reports that the Sixers were really interested in trading for Kawhi. And I was like, oh my God, if they get Kawhi, they're going to get LeBron. And then that team is going to be just insane. Like, and so I was just, I was praying. I was like, oh my God, please no. Like, I I didn't think they were going to get Kawhi because they don't have any assets to trade. Like, unless they're going to trade Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid. Dude, the Sixers even said they're not going to trade Markel Fultz for him. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, dude, Markel Fultz is, dude, come on, man. Um... But luckily, yeah, I was gonna say like, I can't remember one, but I think it's Brian Windhorst saying that LeBron had actually already made his decision. Like he had already made up his mind on what he was gonna do, where he was gonna go, who he was gonna sign with, even before that meeting with with Philadelphia. So I don't know. There was just that was just kind of that kind of threw me off guard too. Yeah, there were so, so many varying reports throughout this free agency. Like, yeah. I remember I posted back-to-back things on Instagram. One was that, you know, basically LeBron was considering Philly or something. And then the second one was that pretty much all the NBA executives 
believe LeBron already chose LA and he's just putting on a show. I was like, I didn't know what to believe, but you know, I had my faith still. Because again, again, if you're new to this podcast, let me just say that I just want to reiterate, we've been talking about LeBron coming to Lakers since the beginning of last season. We talked about Kawhi coming to Lakers like in March um, before it was even trending topics. And uh, so, yeah, no, this is not new for us, this whole LeBron coming. We've been, we've been hoping this would happen for well over a year now. Um, well, the king is here now, finally. Yes, yeah, so we do end it. We, we landed LeBron, four-year contract, $154 million. Uh, let me just first start with the four years. That is huge. That is huge for us because now we don't have to play scaredy cat free, uh, you know, general manager role like the Cavs did. Like the Cavs were always in bad. They always had, they could never build naturally because LeBron was just signing like these one year deals or two year deals where it was like, okay, he might only be here for a year. So we got to go all in this season and like would forfeit future draft picks just to go all in now. And then now the Cavs are just screwed. But the fact that LeBron signed for four years is amazing for us because that means that, you know, he wants to be here for a long time. It means that we can, we can plan for something. We don't have to like rush into it. And no, it's just four years. I mean, that's a, that's just a long time. I mean, huge pull by magic. Dude, I don't think he's ever done that. Signed a four-year deal. Maybe it was Miami. I can't even remember. But yeah, I don't remember. Um, yeah, it's always been two years, like one or two-year deals with Cleveland. So now, I mean, I, it looks like he's ready to retire in LA. Uh, who knows how many more years he has left? But I, th- I think this this is the last stop, in my opinion. Well, I, I, I'm gonna. I have something for you on that that I'm kind of curious about because so he did sign a four-year contract. However. The year that his son would be eligible to make it to the NBA would be in the fifth year. So he kind of left, he kind of left something open for, I don't know, I mean, either speculating, because one of my friends told me he thinks LeBron might go back to Cleveland for a victory lap just at the end to play with his son. The other thing I was thinking was maybe he did that because since he doesn't know where his son might be drafted, you know, I don't know if the Lakers, they can't necessarily guarantee they'll get him. Maybe LeBron wants to be free to go join the team that drafts his son. So yeah, no, it's kind of interesting that, that, you know, like, cause again, it's the fifth, you know, I'm praying, I'm hoping, I'm sure he wants that. He wants his son to be on Lakers because that story will blow like crazy if he's on Lakers, if he plays with his son, you know, but so yeah, no, I, I wouldn't, I'm not gonna put it past him, honestly, to that potentially he might end up on another team and end his career somewhere. Maybe he'll do one final season in Cleveland or something. It wouldn't be that crazy. Like, um, but I don't know. I hope it's the Lakers, like for sure. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think he would end up going back to Cleveland. I don't know. I just don't see it happening mm-hmm. after he's gone there twice. But uh, I mean, my whole take on this LeBron thing is, is I think he knows like coming in I'm sure LeBron knew, like, him being, like, the sole veteran coming to this team that I don't think he's... Maybe he knew in the back of his mind he wasn't expecting a championship in the first year because he knew that Lakers are in the middle of a rebuilding process. I mean, they have a bunch of, like, you know, rookie and sophomore guys as, like, their best players. So I think he knew that, okay, there's going to be some building, some team building going on over here, some maturity with with the existing team before they actually have a real chance of winning and contending. I just really think, uh, like, I think Dwayne Wade said it, you know, before, like, he's not, 
it's not for him he's not trying to chase rings anymore now i think he's just trying to uh you know just set himself up and and it's really just for his family i like i think it's what's best for his family and for his kids uh you know but obviously uh, he wants to win at the end of the day you know but i think it's going to come in due time so well the fact that he came here signed without anybody else it proves your point what you just said exactly but let me ask you i mean i said this on the last podcast the idea of lebron coming to the lakers and kind of like riding off into the sunset and handling his business to me i think is bs like i can't see how he can come here and not win a championship like it would i feel like that would be i'm sure i'm sure he just placed the win like he definitely wants a championship no no doubt about that i just don't think me personally i don't think it's going to happen this first year i really don't think so i would love for it to happen but i think that's why he signed a four-year deal because he knows like there's some young guys he knows there's some core to develop I think it's going to happen like a little bit later. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about uh, the current roster a little later, but um, let's just talk about the impact of this. LeBron James, man, is a Laker. Like, he's do like, you think, think about three years ago, four years ago, five years ago, would anyone have ever thought or dude, th- he's, thought that this he would happen? He's the greatest basketball player in the world right now. Maybe one of the most iconic, like, athletes in, the, in sports. As oh, yeah, he's right the now. number one athlete in sport. I'm trying to think, like, yeah, he's I mean, the number one athlete right now. I mean, seriously, like, and now he's on like the Los Angeles Lakers, like our team. Like, I've never would have dreamt that LeBron was going to be on the Lakers. Never, really, never would have thought until yeah, okay, the rumors were out like last year, LeBron to the Lakers. But even then, I was like, okay, maybe we're just maybe we're just taking it too far maybe i didn't even want to get excited over it because i don't like getting excited over things and then it doesn't happen and then you know I'm, I'm pretty emotional as a laker fan and you know my you know my happiness just crashes away because we thought we were going to get lebron and we didn't you know but no it's just really it's, it's it's actually happening like it almost hasn't settled in yet i'm just trying i'm really trying to figure out like day and night, i'm just thinking about like what the dynamics of this team is going to look like how this team is going to play like I mean, is he gonna orchestrate it like how he did in Cleveland? Like, or is he trying to play like more off ball? Like, I don't know. Like, now that Lakers have Rondo and maybe even keeping Lonzo, like, does he just want to be more of like a wing guy, like, and just handle the ball in the fourth quarter, like during crunch time? Like, I'm not quite sure I mean, how to answer that. I think the Lakers' uh, current squad is better than Cleveland's squad they had last year, just with Ingram and Kuzma alone. Oh yeah. I just feel like that's going to help the team and help him a lot. It's just, I, I think the, the, the synergy with this team is just going to be like amazing. I, I really think it's going to be, I think throwing LeBron in there is just going to take this team definitely to a whole nother level. Oh yeah. I mean, we, this is the best basketball player in the world today. I mean, a man who's gone to how many straight finals, eight straight finals. Eight. <laughs> I mean, count them. It just and what he did last year in the playoffs was absolutely incredible one of the greatest uh you know playoff performances all the way through i've ever seen in my life and in witnessed. year 15 yeah in and, year 15 yeah and this is a guy who is literally a system into himself i mean this guy is a coach gm floor floor general score rebounder everything, everything all in like everything on and off the court all at once he is that and was, he's was, the most seamlessly he's the most seamless person on the court he can do anything play any position play with anyone make anyone look great um 
Now, I also want to talk about not just his impact on the court, but off the court and for us Angelinos and what this means for our city. I mean, LA has been asleep for a minute because we damn we're, sure we're, don't care about the Clippers. We're the sleeping giant. Literally, we've been a sleeping giant since like, even before Kobe left. Yeah, I know, since, I mean, well, I mean, the last time there was a ton of Laker excitement. I mean, last year with Lonzo, there was at the beginning, but before that, it was. I mean, what was the last time when, we were winning? Last time we were winning was when we won the championship with, you know, when we beat the Celtics in 2010. You know, and then, okay, and the and next then, year we got eliminated in like, what, second round or something like that? Yeah. The la- and then next time there was actually some excitement was the summer when we signed Nash and Dwight, but that the whole season was just a train wreck. I was just botch, yeah. And then since tore- Kobe tore his Achilles, there hasn't been anything good that's happened. No playoffs. I um, mean, for us, for like Lakers, like us fans, like, dude, that's a long time for us not to be winning because we're just so used to it. Like <laughs> so we're just spoiled. So, we're so spoiled. We're just so used to winning. And now all of a sudden, we're not even like, we're not talking about AC playoffs. We're talking about like, almost top of the western conference playoffs like that, i mean which is which is huge for for our team to do i'm just so excited i really you know i feel like jumping up and down right now yeah i mean and it's, and also just even more to the impact i mean what this is going to do just for the city the energy the people the vibe if you live out in la you know this like because if you were around for the kobe shack years if you were around for when we went back to back with Kobe and Powell like the city just gets revitalized like I miss when I miss when like their Laker flags hanging on all the cars and you know I miss when all the bandwagoners are on the bandwagon (laughs) what's crazy is that you know I I do I work in Van Nuys right so ice cream shop is in Van Nuys and literally I could swear to God to you I've had more people talk to me now about the Lakers I've had more than a few people coming to get ice cream wearing laker gear laker shorts laker hat you know random laker stuff it's it's crazy and, and i'm just talking about in like two days yeah really? well dude like i said on the instagram page is crazy i was telling you like i've gotten so many new followers in the last two or three days like and so many people are commenting all these people that never were on my page before like van wagner is waking up yeah yeah but it's it's fun though it's exciting just the energy is lively like now when we go out like people are going to be in good moods like it's just going to raise the whole spirit and vibe of our city again and like that's what i miss like when the lakers are good at basketball i always say this life is good like when the lakers are good life is good Dude, real sure. talk though i woke up the next day and i was just like wait we have lebron james and i was just dude literally i woke up with a smile on my face kid you not swear to god i know how how cheesy that sounds but i was just like oh my god like my team is actually, we're up there now. You know, it's just, it feels great. It really does feel great. Yeah, I, remember I was having a pretty bad Sunday and I was just like, I mean, it was a mix of just worrying about whether LeBron was coming or not, but then just also, it was just like, I was starting a new position at work the next day and I was just like, not in a good mood. And then, yeah, all of a sudden I looked at my phone, I had missed call from you and like from some other people, I was like, damn, what's, I mean, I just knew right there something went down, like something happened. and. When I saw that, I was just going crazy. I, was, I swear, I just felt my spirit just like, just, I just had a new spirit or something. Something just overcame me, like, and it was just so exciting. I was going crazy in my in my apartment, and yeah, it was just awesome. Absolutely awesome. So thank you, LeBron. Like, so excited to have you. Um, the king is let's, here. Let's get some, let's get rings. Let's get multiple. I need 
I need more than one. Like, I mean, I need at least one, but I want more than one. So let's Dude, get it. Let's get stick it to these two. goddamn warriors. And Dude, I hate these warriors, bro. I'll turn into a warrior hater. Seriously. Now, one little tidbit uh, on LeBron before we move on. So the story was that the way we we landed LeBron at the very end was a combination of both Kobe and Magic. Apparently, Kobe, uh, LeBron called Kobe while Magic was coming over. Like So before LeBron even met with Magic, he talked to Kobe, got his blessings. Kobe. Thank you, Kobe. Dude, Kobe's got her back. This was looking out. He knows what's up. You need to come out of retirement. Hey, pull an MJ. You got to pull an MJ. Come out of retirement, dude. Just let's do it, man. Like, we need a closer. Just, just we need come a out, closer, man. Play man. like 10 minutes a game. Hit a couple jumpers. You yeah. got to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lonzo and LeBron will just hit you, dog. Just just chill out. All right. Um, but, um, yeah, and then I guess he met, Magic came over right at 9.01 because free agency started at 12.01 Eastern. So at 9.01 Pacific Standard Time, which I just think is hilarious. Like, it's like, hey, oh, don't let me into your house yet. Like, we well, two more minutes. <laughs> hey, the NBA already find Magic, so I think he's trying to play it safe. Like, and so, yeah, apparently they sat and had they had dinner or something for like a couple hours. And, you know, I bet you, I bet you, out of, if they met for two hours, I bet you maybe 10 minutes of it was about like the Lakers and signing. Like, I bet you it was so much just shooting the ish and just catching up and like, you know, dude, they've been talking. I mean, they, yeah. So, you know, I mean, come on. It's Magic Johnson we're talking about. I mean, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about LeBron tomorrow for this podcast. But let's move on. All of a sudden, right after we signed LeBron, all these other signings happened for us. It was very random and weird. We signed Contavious Caldwell Pope for one year, $12 like million dollar contract. I like KCP. Now, I do want to, I, I do like KCP too. Um, I want to do a little thing on KCP. I feel like KCP was actually oddly. I don't even, he probably didn't even know how much he was like the liaison between Magic and LeBron this whole year. I mean, the fact that we even got him last year on the one year contract for $18 million, and I talked about this on a podcast back then, was because KCP is with Clutch Sports, LeBron's agency. So, like, having KCP kind of allows you, quote unquote, to have constant communication with KCP's agent who just so happens to be LeBron's agent, you know, um, Rich Paul and and them. So like KCP, I mean, I don't know. I've heard him talk in interviews and love the guy, but it, it doesn't seem like, you know, the. I don't know if he, I don't know if he even knew what was happening. He was just happy. He got a yeah, $20 million contract with the Lakers. It's not the brightest cat. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, he having, it was kind of like how having Randall allowed us to stay in contact with Paul George's agent. Uh, they both are represented by CAA. Um, and... So no, Magic is so smart like that. I mean, the, the things he's done, and I'm gonna just reiterate everything on the. Po- Let me just, I talked about this on the last podcast, but Magic set everything up for this brilliantly, trading D'Angelo, getting rid of the Mozgov contract, trading Clarkson and Nance for Isaiah Thomas's expiring contract. Um, uh, what else went down? Uh, well, those two were just probably the, the big things, but just clearing, clearing the cap space. Um, and so yeah no this was a plan that has been going on for a long time uh so yeah kcp but so what's interesting is last year we paid him a one-year contract for 18 million now we just signed him for a one-year 12 million so he just 
he, that's he, a win right there. I mean, yeah, he went down six million, but I'm sure there was, dude, he for sure there was something on the back end. Like, so there's some hush hush thing going on, like with this. I'm sure LeBron was like, yo, we gotta keep this guy. And, um, you know, and dude, KCP, dude, what I like about KCP here is that he actually, he gives us everything Paul George would have. I mean, assuming we had Kawhi, like if Paul George was our third guy, then KCP gives, pretty much gives us what we need 80% of what Paul George would have given us as a third guy um but for way cheaper value I mean KCP how this fool was hitting so many threes streaky three-point shooter a good defender great just defender plays hard like he just seems like a steady rock every guy. game he's there he's scrappy like you never see him you never see him fade you never see him or if he does have a bad shooting game he comes back the next game or and uh he doesn't he doesn't slump for a really long time and Dude, he plays hard every game. Like, what more can you ask for? Just someone who gives an effort, you know, every game, day in, day out. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I know, KCP, I'm glad to have you back, dude, definitely. Um, and then we signed Lance Stevenson, one-year, $4.5 million contract. What do you think about that? In all honesty, like, I personally did not like it. Um... Uh, that's just me. Um, he just—he just seems kind of like a really clownish type of player. Like he's, you know, some games. Dude, this guy's like—I've never seen anyone flop more than he does. Like literally, you touch him, and this guy will just start literally flip-flopping on the floor like a like a fish out of water. And uh, he just seems like—I don't know—really like inconsistent. Like he does crazy wacky. I mean, he's sometimes he's really exciting, and he—you know—he can cross up people, and he, he can. Uh, he has spurts of playing really well, but uh, he's just kind of like a wild card, and I don't know if that if he, if he's like a right fit, the right fit for with LeBron. I really don't think he is. <laughs> well, let me ask you this: Do, I mean, obviously, and he's he, like he's he's eternal. Like I don't want to say eternal enemies, but he's dude. He's been beefing it with LeBron for like since since day one. Since right. he's been in Miami. Right. Exactly. If you guys don't remember, Lance Stevenson is the guy who was like blowing in LeBron's ears a few a few years ago and like constantly hacking him. Even last year in the playoffs, he was all hacking he was LeBron like and catching the ball out some, of his hand. Yeah, he did some crazy stuff. A couple of years but, ago, he like rubbed his hand on LeBron's like cheek or something like that. Yeah. Like, while he's standing, <laughs> so it's just kind of some weird stuff going on. And now he's like teammates with him i mean but let me ask you this you would think and for sure they had to clear that with lebron before they they didn't just sign him without getting I, lebron's for consent for some weird so, reason for some me i mean for some weird reason i personally don't like it as a laker fan but in the back of my mind i really think lebron asked magic to get this guy i, yeah. I don't know why i just just like how kobe like wanted like matt barnes you know mm -hmm, after mm -hmm, that yeah. whole thing kind of i think lebron wanted like i know this guy is scrappy this this guy's the only one that got, has the balls to go up against me and you know get in my face this is the type of guy i want to play with i don't know, i just feel like lebron would that's something that he would do and i'm pretty sure he asked magic to do that very kobe-esque maybe actually when he talked to kobe on the phone when kobe was like you need to whoever your enemies are go get them right now that's what i did <laughs> so i could see that kobe giving him that advice or something true, um true for, for selfish reasons, I was so excited when we got Lance because I just I've been a fan of his for years. Only because this he just has so many. He has one of the best nastiest highlight reels of all time. Like this dude has so many sick crossovers and breaking ankles and sick passes, and he's always doing some crazy wacky dances and stuff. As far as like basketball entertainment, he is like top notch level. 
but of course he's not i mean he's not he's not that good a player um he is kind of like a triple double threat ish kind of guy like he does dime he does get rebounds like he's kind of like an all-around kind of guy on the offensive end i don't think he really plays that much defense but yeah i know it was very interesting it was a very odd signing to say to say the least i mean i i mean remember like was it two years ago like this guy was he was almost not being signed by any team. Yeah, he was out of the NBA, I remember, for a little bit. After the, after he was on the Hornets, like, he was out of the league. And so Larry Bird, like, called him up, like, hey, just come back to the Pacers with us. Like, I mean, he, yeah, I mean, he seemed a little bit more focused in the playoffs last season because that's what I saw of him. I don't know, maybe, like, coming to the Lakers is going to be, like, a new awakening for him, and he's just going to be like, okay, this is my opportunity. Let me make the most of it. Let me focus, and I get to play with LeBron, and let me just – let me just play 100 percent and i that's that's really that's all what i'm asking for i don't want to do anything like crazy like act like a dennis rodman type of a thing you know um so you never know maybe maybe it could be a good thing like it's only time will tell yeah yeah all right let's move on then we sign not too long later the same night javel mcgee javel mcgee 2.4 million dollar contract one year Shaq to the full MVP. What did you think about this signing? I, I mean, first of all, when we signed him, I was just really wondering, wait, what's going on with Brooke Lopez? Like, are we trying to get this guy back or what? Um, I'm just surprised. Like, you know, he he's a great, he's a good defender. Um, I mean, he can block shots, which is, I think, if that's all what you need out of your center, someone who can play defense. But, uh, I mean, I'm not too big on it. Like this guy, he does make uh, just a ridiculous amount of clumsy plays. Um, Stay off so, the weed. I don't know. It's just it, it is. It's just a whatever thing to me. I mean, I'm not too big on it, but it, it, it's an interesting sign. Like, I just, I just, what what doesn't make sense is for me like having Lance Stevenson and Javale McGee, two like really extreme characters on the same team with LeBron James. It's just. I don't know. There's something weird about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this was. I thought this was a very, a pretty weird signing. Um, the first thing that came off on my mind, as far as the pro, like a good thing of this, is that okay, he just came from the Warriors, so you know, presumably we can get some, some of the trade secrets from the Warriors from him. Um, but yeah, just isn't. I mean, isn't just a weird. It's a very strange signing. I mean, he's just. It's a very. I mean, he can catch lobs and he is active, which is good, but pretty low basketball IQ, wild. I mean, not just a weird guy. I mean, we've seen how many Shaq in a fool moments this fool had. I mean, so yeah, I was, I'm not too big on it either. But the other thing that I was kind of shocked by, and because these, so these were our four signings on, on Sunday, July 1st LeBron, KCP, Lance, and JaVale. I was just shocked that not only the fact that we signed Lance and JaVale, but how quickly we did. Like, I was like, wait, why yeah, are seriously, we- seriously, on first day. I was like, why day. are we using all this money right now on these people? Like, I, that, I was really I was really shocked by that. Um, yeah, so, so yeah. I think it was just the fact that that money was supposed to go to Paul George and mm -hmm. uh, now he's not there. So, okay, let's, let's fill up the roster then with, with some people. Yeah, that's, we, that's, a, that's the way I'd look at it. Yeah, but I mean, we're going to talk some more, but there was, I mean, there's other people on the market. There was Capella, Tyreek Evans, Julius Randle, like DeMarcus Cousins. Like it was kind of, that's why I was like, wait, why? How, why? Um, yeah. So anyways, right. let's, let's move on. 
the next thing that happened was there was conflicting reports on Sunday. Actually, the very moment pretty much LeBron signed the Lakers, I got notifications on my phone that I was saying I was seeing Julius Randle doesn't want to come back to the Lakers. Randle wants out. Randle wants out. I was like, damn, like, damn. So like, you really, so you, you don't, don't want to play, play with LeBron? Yeah. But then it was weird because the next day, there was reports that, oh, Randall's excited to play with LeBron. You know, maybe I got my notifications late on the Randall thing about him. Maybe that was before LeBron signed. But, you know, you can't trust every report anyways. And so, you know, I mean, you gotta, it's got to be a Woj bomb, Wojnarowski or, um, you know, Mark Stein or some, you know, some legit people. Even actually, it was funny because David Aldridge was the one who reported Randall went out. And I was surprised that that ended up not being true because David Aldridge, I love David Aldridge. And he was like, I feel like he's super reputable. Anyways, um, yeah, so the next day, all of a sudden, Randall went in. He, they said, oh, he went in. He was excited to be with LeBron. I was like, sweet. Like, hopefully we can make something happen. Just a few hours later, it was announced that the Lakers renounced Julius Randall, um, making him a unrestricted free agent allowing him to go sign anywhere he wanted and he did he signed a two-year 18 million dollar contract with the new orleans pelicans what are your thoughts on the lakers uh i don't know i don't know which side walked out on who we don't know but what do you think about rand we just with randall he's he's gone i don't know i've i really thought uh before this whole thing happened i was like okay if paul george isn't coming like we're definitely gonna keep randall just because randall was just so beast in the last year towards the end of the season like he was just so efficient so good and i really thought he's gonna be like uh like a piece for us and i was like okay paul george is not coming where randall's definitely staying and uh i don't know what happened i think uh, I don't know, even know what the, the whole contract situation was with Randall. I think it was like if another team offers him like, uh, you know, a bigger contract than the Lakers, I think the Lakers had an option to match it. I'm not sure. Do you know anything? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, before they renounced him, he was a restricted. We gave him that qualifying offer for five and a half million. That meant that the moment any team could now come and make an offer on Randall and then the Lakers would have had a chance to match that offer and keep him. After their meeting, though, when it was announced that Randall was renounced, uh, that that means he w he wasn't restricted anymore. He was unrestricted, and so he could go anywhere he wanted. Like the Lakers couldn't match or something. So that's, that's kind of how that happened. Yeah, I mean, it was just surprising. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of upset that we lost him. I really liked Randall. And I thought he would have I thought he would have played. He would have been a great fit with you know our you know our young guys and LeBron. I really did think so. Yeah, he th what he did in 2018 this year, I was just blown away by how good he was. You know, starting from as soon as basically we, uh, as soon as I remember Lonzo got injured and like Clarkson and Randall like were going off like at the end of January or something or beginning of February, and for the rest of the season he was just a 2010 guy. We were winning. Not only was he getting 2010, but we were winning a lot of games, which is a great sign. Um, yeah, I am pretty. Even, I wasn't that big on Randall his first three years like and you know us i talked so much smack about him this first three years but he really impressed me that last year was sad to see him go because i think he's a perfect kind of guy big man to have if you're going to match up against the warriors or the rockets can switch out onto guards and what's, what's surprising is what you were telling me actually was what i mean dude this guy got signed for cheap like in my opinion like we both thought like i thought he was worth at least like a good like 14 15 million a year 
Yeah, no, it was shocking. So just yeah, he's played he, from like last season. Like so yeah, he basically he's only gonna get paid. Well, he first of all he only signed a two year contract, which is interesting. I mean, and then for eighteen million total, so nine million a year. So he's not even gonna get ten million a year. That's that's kind of weird. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you if you're gonna be paid for that? If you're gonna leave the Lakers, wouldn't you want to get paid for more? Yeah, I mean, I, does that sense. mean that? I mean, that must mean that there weren't any great offers or something for him. Like the market wasn't that high for him. I would, I would think. I did read one thing that apparently I did read that Anthony Davis, I guess, was kind of like pushing for them to get him. But still, I mean, if you're Randall, you don't. I mean, you're. If you would think you're trying to get your money, I mean, yeah, no, I was surprised. Only nine million dollars a season. Um, but uh, yeah, no, hey, good luck, Randall. Um, I think you know you and Anthony Davis. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a cool little four or five, uh, four or five uh, combination, and uh, you know, toodaloo. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, one and then once Randall signed. Well, actually, basically, the next thing that happened after we renounced Randall, not not even three hours later or something, we signed Rajon Rondo, Rondo. for a one-year, nine-million-dollar contract. So, Rand- did this guy say he would never ever be a Laker? Yeah, he did. He like, did say that he's an arch rival of ours. If you don't know, like this guy was the playoff, the the point guard for the Boston Celtics in 2009, 2010. That 2019, which actually beat the Lakers in uh, in six games, I believe, and then he was still their point guard the next year when we beat them. And uh, dude, I hated this guy. Like, I mean, yeah, he was on Boston, and, but dude, he he played amazing in uh, last season's playoffs. Playoff Rondo, as everyone was calling him, like this guy had a game. I think he had like 20 assists. Another game, he had like 16 or assists or something like that. And he was he was feeding, uh, you know, uh, a boogie-less pelicans he was feeding anthony davis and uh drew holiday like he was he was definitely their catalyst for that team yeah this this now this is the third strange signing we signed lance we signed javel now we signed rondo it's like oddly we're signing all these either laker enemies or lebron enemies i mean even rondo and lebron have a lot of beef back all their playoff battles when it was cleveland and celtics what was crazy is none of those three guys between rondo lance and obviously JaVale McGee not one of them is a, a true shooter Rondo can't shoot for his life yeah and Lance Stevenson is not known can't to be shoot a, for his life can't be a he's not a knockdown three-point shooter no can't you know? shoot so it's kind of like we were talking about it's kind of interesting like what is going on over here I really feel like this is not going to be the final squad I feel like someone sometime at some point is going to get moved uh, slash traded I don't know who or I don't know when but it just feel like this it almost feels like it's Cavs 2.0 mm-hmm. which is kind of sad but thank god we have we still have Ingram we still have Kuzma um, I'm more excited about them than any of these other guys that we've signed to be honest with you yeah no no doubt I was reading something which I didn't completely understand but I'm trying to make sense of it about the difference between us paying Rondo 9 million a year versus a Randall 9 million a year because they're both getting paid the same amount next season I guess apparently because Rondo's just on a one-year deal, it has something to do with our ability to kind of like get rid of Dang easier, Luol Dang. Uh, I didn't completely, I was reading something, but I don't remember fully, but there was some there was some key reason why the Lakers opted to pay Rondo 9 million 
on a one-year deal than Randall, uh, I guess, on a similar deal for multi, a multi-year deal at nine million or something. So yeah, that, so that was interesting. Now let's quick, quickly talk about this. I mean, reports came out that you know Rondo's. He's gonna. It's gonna be a position battle. Rondo versus Lonzo for the starting point guard gig. What do you What do you think about that? Who do you think should start? Who would you start? Best player wins the starting position. Um, I mean, I think it's. I think it's a good wake up call for Lonzo Ball, really, because now, I mean, before Rondo was here, it was kind of like, okay, Lonzo by default is gonna be the starting one, because Lakers waived Tyler Ennis. I mean, you're not gonna want. What's his name, dude? I forgot his name. Caruso? Caruso, the great Caruso, uh, you know, from the G League starting at one. Um, And then also, Lonzo is like, we all know he's injury prone. Like, he's been getting hurt. You know, he's got, Lakers have been, like, kind of babying him. He gets a little hurt, and he's out for, like, being reevaluated in one or two weeks. I mean, he missed, what, 30 games last season? So we definitely need a solid, solid backup. Uh... Well, now you're in a backup now. Now we have a solid starter for sure, proven uh, point guard. Um, I just really think who, whoever plays the best uh, is going to get that starting position. I think it's going to wait. It's Lonzo's going to have to wake up and be like, okay, I got to earn the starting spot, and I really have to play, which is which is kind of a good thing. First of all, I'll just say that I I hope and I want Lonzo to start between the two. Uh, second, I'll say I think this is a genius great move for the for the for the prospects of Lonzo like specifically Lonzo this is like you said this is exactly what he needs because Rondo is nasty like he's like you know remember what he did did to Isaiah in that game last year like just on his face like Rondo and how he's beefing with Draymond Green like Rajon Rondo don't give a damn and like he'll tell anybody to his face yeah no he'll he's not gonna he's not gonna let Lonzo off easy and this is actually it's it's perfect because it's sinker. I mean, if the Lakers are a if the Lakers are planning to keep Lonzo, you know, long term, it's great. But b it's good, it's great for the Lakers to see if Lonzo is worth keeping long term because it's sinker swim time for Lonzo. I mean, almost like I, I I'm thinking about it right now. It's, it reminds me of the Lakers. The first game last season against the Clippers when Patrick Beverly actually absolutely ate up Lonzo Ball, like Lonzo. You gotta be ready, bro. I mean, if you if you do that passive thing, uh, you know, all passive and like hey. non-aggressive against Rondo in practices, dude. You you know what? If I'm Eddie Johnson, I see that. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm trading you, dude. Like, you need to. Apparently, Lonzo's been watching video with Magic at least once a week for like an hour. So I don't know. Maybe he's getting some some hands-on coaching from Magic. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, he better be. But I'm I'm just saying, like, this is. This is this is a wake up call. The Lakers management is sending Lonzo a message. There is a message being sent here, like because no team ever drafts. It's like no team drafts a, a player that high, number two pick, and then the next season goes out and gets a starter worthy player of that position. Like if anything, teams clear out those positions for that player to keep growing. But here it's weird. You know what I mean? It's not like the. When you sign a Durant or a LeBron the next season, you go sign a great small forward. Like, no, you get rid of your small forwards. The Lakers here, very I mean, unconventional. I think really Lonzo just asked for that. It's really just him not being prepared last season. Yeah. Which is just kind of set him up for this season. Like, you know, so, hey, at the end of the day, it's, it's best for the for Laker Nation. 
Magic's doing what's best for the team. And I, I have my trust in Magic. And, uh, you know, I want, I, I really want Lonzo to succeed. And I know Lonzo could be an amazing player. And um, I think this is, I think this is going to help him. I really do. I think it's better. It's a, it's a better sign for him. I think it's, it's, it's going to push him to be better by signing Rondo rather than if we didn't have Rondo. I think it wouldn't push Lonzo to be the best that he can be. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Um, Stay in your lane. When, when Randall signed with the Pelicans, my immediate thought was... All yeah, right, three big men now? No, my thought was... we need. Are we gonna go get cousins right now? Like he's that means he's available. In the next few hours, it was reported that Demarcus Cousins signed a one-year contract with the Golden State Warriors for five point three million dollars. Guys, snake. pennies, pennies, snake. And it's 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 such a, it's such an interesting position because it's really just posturing i mean whether the lakers have signed him or the warriors signed him they're really just posturing with one another i understand why the lakers didn't sign him i still feel but as far as you know just looking into next season it makes complete sense why he didn't why we didn't go after him because it was reported today that the lakers could have got him for that same amount but we didn't we decided not to we passed on him the only thing I don't like about it is that potentially, presumably wherever he ended up, which now is Golden State, that team has a leg up to re-sign him. You know, if you you know whatever he proves his worth or whatever he ends up being worth after next season. So what I don't like in this is that the Warriors, presumably, and I could be wrong, like have a leg up on the late the, to re-sign Cousins you know long term after next year because he's there already he's gonna build chemistry and rapport with those guys like and in general it's a great situation to be in the warriors like why would you want to leave that's the only reason i kind of was wish the lakers had gotten him just because then that could have been us potentially but it's also a risk because the achilles maybe he'll never be the same player we don't know it we don't know and that and that's why i think actually it is smart now i think about it to not because it's just risky and the guy's not gonna be back till like january or something probably february now he's on the warriors he doesn't have to even rush back but this makes the warriors just man just that much more formidable i mean even if boogie is not boogie anymore the, the guy can shoot threes like at the center position like that's why i don't like for the warriors like he can just stand out there spread the court now you never have now whether you're doing iguodala or cousins at the five or Draymond, it's like damn dude i mean you got five perennial all-stars a five all-star starting five I mean, that's what What was the last time that happened? Like the Pistons had four, you know, back in what, 2004. But even then, like none of those guys are as good as yeah. the guys that are on Golden State. Yeah, Clay Thompson's better I mean, than and then before Richard that was Hamilton and Chauncey and all those guys. Yeah, I mean, before that was the one the Lakers had four, but we were really young. I, I don't know the last team that had four All-Stars on one team. Now five five all-stars on one team like and i texted you this i don't know what's a bigger snake move or you know uh i, I don't want to use any profanity on the middle of the podcast but dude that it's 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 a bitch made move what i'm serious like i really thought the girliest like pussiest move on earth was when kevin durant joined the team that's 73 and 9 which he was up 3-1 against in the playoffs and ended up losing 
and Kevin Durant joins that team with the reigning MVP. Now you have two reigning MVPs. Now, what I mean, what's more of a sellout is now this guy, Boogie Cousins, joined this team with two reigning MVPs that just won three of the last four championships, and this guy signs for dirt cheap. Like, okay, I understand that's all about winning, but bro, like, have some self dignity. Like, where's you, you just want to jump up on that's really called jumping on the bandwagon. Like, he could literally just sit out the whole season with his Achilles injury and still win a ring. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me, but hey, it is what it is. Um, I don't, I don't know. This is kind of bad. It's, it's bad to be a, you know, bad wisher on a team. But I, I really feel like Boogie sometimes poison. I hope he causes some turmoil within the team and causes some. I, I don't know him and Draymond. I hope they don't see eye to eye. And I hope, I don't know. I, I, I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up getting traded or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I. To be honest, I don't like. I don't I, I think Durant's move was way was a lot worse to be honest but um for um for Boogie what I didn't like was that I don't know who reported it but these reports that like oh the Warriors were the only team that gave him an offer but then the next day it came out that oh no the Lakers oh no I guess the Lakers didn't win but that the Pelicans offered him a two-year 40 million dollar contract um I don't know if that was like Oh, AD, your own teammate wore your jersey in the all-star game like think about it you get injured and your own teammate the best player on the team wears your jersey in the all-star game and then you snake him out you you snake him out really that's uh i don't know man that's uh it's, it's kind of ridiculous like the most interesting thing well what's interesting about the situation is just that even when the season starts we're not going to know because like i said he will not play in 2018 like at the very earliest he'll play in 2019 so like we won't even see this warriors team for a long time whoever this will and so they'll have to yeah they'll have to bring him in obviously he's going to be fighting for a contract so yeah you would think he's going to like want to show his stuff but he also has to play within the warrior system so yeah that'd be great if like somehow there's some conflict or something but you know the warriors have a great culture and everything i'm sure they i'm sure they're going to handle it fine to be honest but all right let's move on um Couple quick things. Uh, it was reported that Dwight Howard wanted to come to the Lakers and Dwight join Coward. LeBron. Thank God he did not. He signed with the Wizards. Dwight, don't ever come back. Don't ever think about it. Just, just dude, on, dude, like just real Stay quick. On, just still real quick on Dwight Howard. This guy, dude, he very well could be out of the league very soon because he gets tossed around more than you know, you know, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, because he had, he was on the Hawks for one year. It was reported that he, when he left, the players were begging to get him out of there. The same thing happened the next year on the Charlotte Bobcats. He was only there for a year. Apparently, they couldn't stand him. They just wanted to get rid of him. He gets traded for pennies. He gets traded for Timothy Mozgov to the Brooklyn Nets, the crappy Brooklyn Nets. And the Brooklyn Nets buy him out because they don't want him on the team. And he's just floating around right now. And then he signed with the Washington Wizards, which is a dysfunctional team. And they have no idea what they're doing and now he's, i'm sure he's a new he's a new journeyman dude he's like oh, yeah. the nba journeyman like yeah no one wants to play with him so uh yeah good luck dwight um and then today was an announced that we renounced isaiah thomas uh making him a unrestricted free agent not any surprise you know i said this when we got him this dude will not be on the lakers beyond last year LeBron played all those fools really it was actually just chess move by Magic and LeBron trading Nance uh, Clarkson's long-term contract for Isaiah's uh, 
expiring deal and uh yeah no, there's no just, way on just, earth the moment lebron came there's no way on earth isaiah thomas gonna be on <laughs> LeBron, no way. Got, lebron had him traded or lebron somehow caused him to get moved like three times now or something <laughs> isaiah probably <laughs> hates lebron more than anything. <laughs> i'm sure but yeah it was reported i don't know if it happened yet but it seems very likely he's going to end up on the Orlando Magic uh, earlier. That's what I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a kidding. team that will not be in the playoffs <laughs> next year. That's who. Um, so, yeah, good luck, Isaiah Thomas. Uh, secure the bag or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, last bit of things we just want to talk about. A couple of Laker roster things. First of all, there's a report that came out that LeBron told the Lakers not to overspend for Kawhi. Um, what do you think about that? Do you- I don't know. I really think, I really think at the end of the day, LeBron. I mean, just the fact that he came over here without knowing that Paul George isn't coming, knowing that Kawhi Leonard is here, I think that shows that he's really excited to play with this existing team. Like, I think he likes Kuzma. I'm sure he likes Ingram. Like, he we we know he likes Alonzo. Like, he showed it last year and. You know, in the summer league when he was, he went to the Lakers game and, you know, just by his facial reactions, like he was, he liked Lonzo's game. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think he's, he's excited to play with these young guys. And I feel like he knows, like, like he, he doesn't have to run. He doesn't have to carry, you know, all the energy, all the ex, ex, uh, expend so much energy. Uh, he's got these young guys to really do. It, and I feel like he can really just, I don't want to say be a spot up shooter, but, he can really conserve himself throughout the season because he's got a, a younger squad around him. This is how I see it. It could either be true or it could be complete smokescreen. Honestly, I would not be surprised if we still trade for Kawhi before the season starts or something. Like, I, I just would not be surprised. Um, and I think I could totally see, because you, you, on the last podcast, I was going in on why I thought Lonzo would be traded uh, when LeBron came. And even that it was reported, there was some quote that like like two or three days ago that like LeBron was excited to play with Lonzo. Like to me, that just screams smokescreen. That just screams like I'm trying to save face. Like I don't want it. I don't want it to appear when we do trade him that like I was the reason. Like I'm gonna say this now so that it's not on me if we trade him later. Like that's how I, I could see that totally being the case. Again, this is LeBron James. This is such a calculating man. He's such a businessman. He's a mogul. And he's now teamed up with one of the a bigger mogul in Magic Johnson, or a more seasoned mogul, I should say, in Magic Johnson. And these guys are playing chess, like they're playing chess on these people. So whatever they say, you gotta take with, a, you gotta. T- I feel like you gotta take with a grain of salt. Like even LeBron saying, "Oh, now that it gets reported, oh, we don't don't overspend for Kawhi." It's kind of like even saying that it might scare the so the Spurs. Like, oh damn, so are we really just gonna lose Kawhi for nothing next year? Like, damn, maybe we should lower our you know what we're expecting from the lakers i don't know i'm just i'm just kind of spitballing but we just don't know the levels and the layers to the game that's being played by these guys i don't think it's as simple as what the words they're speaking is um just a, just a thought like i don't know i don't know if that's true i'm just kind of spitballing um and then it was it was reported today that the lakers are looking to trade for damian a damian lillard a john wall bradley beal DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Love, and others was the report. I didn't. I, I texted you about Lillard, right, a few days ago? 
that like he tweeted something like tweeted, oh peace game time like, and a peace sign yeah and i was like damn like that's who we should be going after like i was like once we lost paul george i was like i was like okay we gotta go get someone else since we're not it seems it seems like we're not gonna get Kawhi that quickly we gotta go get someone else to land lebron luckily lebron came anyways but damn dude of those names, like, I mean, the fact that we have KCP, kind of like Bradley Beal, it isn't really, those are two, they're pretty similar, but damn, Damian Lillard, man, Lillard, would dude. be awesome. He'd be, that would be amazing. Like, I love, I love Damian Lillard. Like, Lil, a LeBron, like, that's the exact type of star LeBron would just, just up his game to another level. Did, didn't he even say it? Like, sometime in the, in the middle of last season at a random game, like, hey, give me, give me Damian Lillard and I'll show you how good he could be. Yeah, and I remember also Lillard was quoted one time. They asked him, like, he was asked, like, what team would you want to be on? I thought the Blazers. And he said the Lakers or some other team. Yeah, I remember that. Lake, reason, I the like, Lakers or, like, Utah? Utah. I wonder yeah. why Utah. It's weird to me. I don't but, know, but I remember him saying the Lakers. For yeah, sure. dude. Ah, dude. Like, so there's some... Look, okay, look. Let's, just, let's talk about this before we get into the general theme of this last part. Let's just assess our roster. I mean, we talked about us getting Rondo, Lance... JaVale, we got Lonzo. I mean, we have a, t a LeBron James-led team that has no shooters on it. Our only shooters are Kuzma and KCP. Like, their roster, it does not make sense currently. Like, I just cannot believe. You can't win with it. I just, it's not even that you can't win. I just can't believe that this will be our roster come opening, starting night of the season. I just can't see that happening. Like, it's just too weird and dysfunctional and ugly a roster right now sad to say laker fans but i mean rondo can't shoot lonzo presumably can't, can't shoot he didn't shoot last year brandon ingram just refuses to shoot uh lance stevenson can't shoot uh i don't know yeah and it, so it's such a weird clunky roster that i'm just I'm just starting to wonder what is gonna happen before the season starts. Like, I just feel like something has to happen. Like, like was Rondo, was getting Rondo a sign that maybe Lonzo's gonna be gone? Or is Rondo gonna get traded because of his one year expiring contract to a team as a point guard? Um, I don't know, what do you think? Do you think like this will be our roster come opening night? Like, do you think anyone could get traded? Do you think Kawhi could come? Do you think any of these guys I named could come? Like, what do you think? I, I just have this weird feeling like all these guys on these one-year deals like what do you think? And, and none of them are like on any crazy contracts I mean I just feel like these pieces they can be moved around before February before the end of the trade deadline I would not be surprised if like a Lance Stevenson or JaVale McGee or even a Rondo or Alonzo some of these guys are moved out I, I really don't I wouldn't be surprised if that happens I mean, if this is, like, the squad that they're going to go with, I mean, I think they have to bank on, like, okay, we have to be the most scrappiest defensive team, just get inside everyone's jersey, and that's the way we're going to win. Uh, just, you know, just being, like, really hard-nosed defensive team. Um, that's the only way I see us winning, really. And maybe, I don't know if that's what they want to experiment for this one year and then wait till 2019 and be able to sign, you know, a bunch of guys because they, I mean, Stevenson, Rondo, and KCP are all on expiring one-year contracts. So, uh, but yeah, I, I really wouldn't be surprised if like this team 
moves because I, I just don't see us winning a really a championship with this squad existing squad and yeah you got to have shooters around lebron like you have to have shooters around lebron like you said it like none of these guys are shooters yeah uh so much i f- i, I want to go in on real quick right here i'm trying to think how to organize this um okay let's just talk about let's just hypothetically if this is our roster for next season essentially what that means is that magic's going all in on 2019 like like you said lance rondo kcp javel are all on expiring deals so we're gonna have a boatload of cap space in 2019 to sign someone now and then you know with and Kawhi, suppose he wants to come then or you know wants to come now but he'll wait till then the other side of that to me is i'm thinking okay are we really gonna waste a lebron james season with us i mean because it's not like lebron's 27 years old and this guy is what he's 33 or 34. you could argue like you would think the way basketball careers have gone that maybe lebron's first season with the lakers is gonna be his it could be his best season with the lakers like he could end up you know i'm sure he's gonna be an amazing basketball player for the next four years at least i'm sure i know that like i'm not saying he's ever gonna like crash and become some average player like he'll always be an amazing player like, uh, barring any serious injuries but i'm just thinking like how, can you really afford is it really wise to waste any lebron season especially the yo- the youngest version of lebron we're gonna have that since he is old in terms of basketball years like that's my question and then when i think like that that makes me think I'm just gonna say I won't be surprised if before the season starts, or I guess maybe during the season, we have they, we made two trades, like two like pretty monster deals, like to get bring in two superstars. Whether it's Kawhi and one of these guys, a Kawhi and a Lillard, or a Wall, I don't know, or a, I don't know, whatever. Like that wouldn't surprise me. On the other hand, yeah, maybe like we said, maybe the Lakers, LeBron and Magic are totally fine being patient and. They're willing to wait for 2019. Uh, it came out today that Jimmy Butler wants out of Minnesota. Maybe they're, they're going to start pursuing that right now and be, be like, okay, we're going to bring LeBron, uh, Kawhi, and Jimmy Butler next year. Um, Anthony Davis just bought an $8 million home outside of Los Angeles. I'll take that. <laughs> Let's look into that. Um, yeah, no, it's a very, it's a very interesting time. Uh, one thing that's interesting on the Kawhi front, I'll say, is that, yeah, it was reported today at the Spurs are one from the Lakers, Ingram, Josh Hart, Kuzma, two first-round draft picks, and two uh, pick swaps. But the one thing that's interesting on the Lakers side that's been reported in the last couple of days is that the only thing I've heard from the Lakers end is that Kuzma is the untradeable piece in there. Yeah, I heard that too. So I'm thinking, what if... Because look, can the Spurs really just sit Kawhi all year? Like, they have a duty to their fans and to the city i mean can you really put that product out there like all in the terms of pride like and because i'm sure even though the spurs have into the trade deadline to trade Kawhi, i'm sure in their heads they're thinking all right guys we're gonna front like that's our deadline date but really we gotta trade this guy before the season starts like we can't go into the season with this looming over our franchise and stuff so I don't know. I'm just. I'm just thinking. It's all just spitballing right now. I'm just thinking. I'm trying to get into the minds from all different angles. And the point. I'll just end it by saying. Unless you have something to say after this, I'll end this part by saying. Laker fans, Laker nation. 
I just wouldn't be surprised one way or the other. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if we do a couple of mo some monster trades or one monster trade. I also wouldn't be surprised. I would be pretty surprised if this was our roster though, next during the season, like this Rondo Lance JaVale. I just would be like, I don't, to be honest, but I don't know. I think Magic I has something <laughs> up his sleeve. Yeah, no, Magic definitely which, has something Which we sleeve. just can't see. And he's game planning it with LeBron. Uh, I just don't know what. I just can't foresee it, really. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. Because Magic's been playing chess since he got here. We talked and, about the D'Angelo trade. And Magic, uh, I, mean, we, I mean, we know Magic, dude, he's, this guy's a genius. Like, he knows yeah. that this team on paper right now is pretty dysfunctional. Yeah. You know? And so I'm sure he has something up his sleeve, and this guy's a genius. He he'll make something happen. I, I've I don't have any doubt or any. Uh, I'm not losing any confidence in in Magic. That's for sure. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely not. No, I have full faith in Magic. We've said that on the podcast this whole time. I always knew. We knew we were. I mean, we were confident we were gonna get LeBron a year ago. Just simply, just because we had Magic and stuff. So no, I'm just, it's more just curiosity, but no, it's gonna be interesting. Like, I, I, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna have to be on the lookout for it. Just have to be patient. And uh, yeah, no, don't don't be surprised, Laker fans, the next podcast we do is us talking about some interesting new developments that have happened on the Lakers roster. Um, just wanna end the podcast on some few quick, few quick notes. Uh, Lakers Summer League has started. I was watching some of it today, and it's just not—it's just not as exciting as it's been the last few years. Like, because the last few years we've had lottery picks, and so it's always fun to see that. Um, you know, what was it? Four years ago, it was Randall. The next season, it was D'Angelo. The next season, it was Ingram. The next season, it was Lonzo. And then throw in there that Clarkson second-round picks, Larry Nance. Those. It was a summer league was exciting. We even went to a summer league game last year in Vegas. We went to Vegas. And it was no. hella. It was super. We saw Alonzo play. We saw Kuzma play. It was super exciting. Um, but this year, like, dude, I didn't even know summer league had dude, started. Got, like, until I saw. Crazy is we got this guy Mo Wagner. I think that's how you say it. Mo short for something. Don't even know his name, which is pretty embarrassing. Uh, but this guy ended up scoring twenty three points with Josh Hart. They both had twenty three apiece in a losing effort to Marvin Bagley and the Sacramento Queens. Yeah, and we did. We played the Heat today. I was watching some of it. We looked awful in that game, but really? I was watching. I think we lost like 20. But yeah, let's Ouch. quickly talk about the NBA draft. We drafted Mo Wagner, Wagner, whatever. He was from Michigan. He seemed like a solid guy. Like a, He seemed actually, to me, from what I've seen, he seems like a kind of like a Kuzma-ish type player, to be honest. Like I'm not, I'm not comparing him to Kuzma. I'm not saying he's like a Kuzma. I'm just saying like, he seems like a 6'8 guy, can dribble, shoot, kind of has all the skills. So, eh, interesting Michigan Michigan guy, Maddox from Michigan. We drafted this guy, Isaac Bonga from Germany. I saw some highlight reel of him. He actually looked like he had some moves, but I don't know, the footage was, it didn't look like the greatest competition he was playing against, so I couldn't really judge him. Then we drafted Sviatslav Michael. Damn, I'm sorry. Um, Mike look I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry, but um, he's from Can he's from Kansas, and I I actually had seen him a few times at Kansas, and he was a solid guy. So that's cool. But yeah, it's the the, the draft. I mean, for the last four years, the the biggest assignment in the Lakers season was our young draft picks. But this year, that's not the case because no lottery picks. Next, 
Yeah, like we said, Leangelo Ball did not get drafted. Sorry, BBB stands, but it's just that was never going to happen. And not only that, the Lakers didn't even give Leangelo a spot on the Summer League team, and neither has any NBA team. So, and and look, I'm not not hating on Leangelo. I never hate on him or anything, but I just keep it real. Like, I just don't understand why people were just all like, oh, Leangelo's so good. Like, based on what? Like you haven't seen him play, and you're nah, telling this guy's nothing. amazing. Like, dude, just, just come on. Like, just Bro, bottom this guy line wasn't playing any defense. Bottom line is this: look, um, when Lonzo was a senior, in, when Lonzo in high school, he was top ten in his draft class. When Lamelo was in high school, he was top ten in his draft class. When Leandro was in high school, he wasn't even top one hundred in his draft class. Like, those are facts. I have some interesting things on the JBA front, real quick. I was shocked when I read this. You're gonna, you're gonna laugh, dude. You're gonna laugh when I read this. So in the JBA League, let me update you real quick. According to USA Today, LaMelo Ball has gone 0 for 16 from the three-point line in his last two JBA games. And overall, he's 3 for 32, shooting 9% from the three-point line oh, so far what? in the JBA. Are you serious? Yes. I watched wow. I watched some of the first or second game. I swear, what I, I only saw like five minutes of it. This guy was awful. I'm sorry. Like, he was just bad. Like... So, just, just jacking, jacking up jacking crazy, crazy threes, shots. Yeah. Just, I was just like, man, I, I'm not hating because I think Lamelo's got game. But when I finally got to see like him play a game and watch a game progress, and I was just, man, like this guy looks like. I mean, at the, and it was funny because at the end of the game he had like 40 points, 11 rebounds, eight assists. They said, but man, that league is a joke. Just, just honestly, God's truth. Like, I'm not saying Lamelo can't make it to the pros or anything, but I'm just saying like. It was a big reality check when I actually saw him play in a game and not just highlights. Oh, those, those are horrible numbers. Those are really bad. Three for 32? That's that's like, like what? 10%? It's like less the than Rockets 10%? in game seven. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> a few tidbits on LeBron. Cleveland Cavalier ticket prices have dropped 60% since he left. Lakers season tickets jumped $2,300 since LeBron came. The cheapest ticket for opening night Lakers this year is $545. Ouch. I remember we went to we went to Laker Finals games back in 2010 and 20, 2009 for 300 bucks. 300 bucks. So now a regular season game for the Lakers is almost double than what we paid to watch Kobe in the finals eight years ago. <laughs> crazy. crazy. That is nuts. Last bit of, of this before we end the podcast. Just rant. Just Thomas Bryant was weighed by the Lakers and he's got signed by the Washington Wizards. He, ne- I feel like he never got a chance. Whatever, I don't know. We signed Zubak, I guess. I don't know what. I don't even know what the contract's like. But uh, yeah, that's about that. Wraps up this podcast. Uh, if you if you're joining for the first time or just listening, thank you for joining. Follow us on Instagram at GTLA Lakers eight one eight. If you are already following, drop me a message. I will. Res- I always respond to people. Let me know if you like my stories and the crazy things I say. Um, And uh, yeah, subscribe to us. YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, Yeah, and uh, until the next podcast, take care. Peace out, Lego fans. Oh, and shout out to the artist that made this beat. The artist's name is Fleslet.